Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And we're still shooting from Chicago. So I'm giving you this lovely view of the river. You can see what the people in their boats and all the good stuff that's going on down there while we talk about forgiving yourself while divorcing your toxic spouse. And why is this so important? Why do we need to forgive ourselves? And how do we get to that place of self-forgiveness? This is the big question. Why is it important? It is important because we chose the toxic spouse. And by choosing the toxic spouse, we created the circumstances where our child or children in particular are now going to be exposed to this person for the rest of their lives. That's one source of guilt. Another source of guilt is that in relating to a toxic spouse, we have compromised ourselves uh, in order to protect our children, in order to keep them from exposing their toxicity in public or at family events. We've compromised ourselves. So these are the reasons, and we're going to talk about them more. And then we're going to talk about how to move from that, from those reasons to a place where you can and do successfully forgive yourself. Deep breath. This is a deep topic. All right. Reason number one, very, it's not unusual when divorcing a toxic spouse to be doing it because we don't like the way our children are experiencing that person. And the reason is that when we get involved with a toxic spouse, we often, we don't know they're toxic when we get first meet them. Like when we first meet them, it's kind of juicy. It's fun. It's almost as if when we marry them, they change and become somebody else. I, that was certainly my own experience. Um, my own experience marrying a toxic spouse was, we met under unusual circumstances. Uh, I experienced my spouse as exuberant and energetic and fun to be with. And I'm going to tell you that looking back, there were some clues as to the toxicity, but I overlooked them because I was so thrilled with this lovely, energetic, smart, um, exciting person that I was involved with. And after we got married, that changed actually kind of slowly at first. It didn't happen rapidly, though I've met some people who say that it changed very quickly for them. So the first clues that there are problems after we meet them, of course, is that we don't feel, we stop feeling good in their presence. And next is that we start uh, compromising we, the value of being married, the value of appearing like a team starts to win out over the value of self-preservation and self-care. So when we're in public spaces with these people and their toxicity starts to emerge, we find ourselves trying to make light of it, shield other people from it, manage them so that the kind of toxicity that we're experiencing from them doesn't come out in that situation. So if your partner is angry, then what you're doing is you're trying to diminish their ability to explode. If they're a drunk, then you're trying to limit the amount that they drink. If your toxic spouse is depressed, then you're trying to keep them energized and engaged. Uh, and often we are, when we're doing that, there's parts of ourselves that we compromise in the process. 
and we feel guilty. We feel guilty in relationship to ourselves. We feel like we're out of integrity with ourselves. And that, my friends, is a problem. Being out of integrity with ourselves, when we compromise central values, uh, things that we learned as children, things that we absorb, things that we've committed to, sacred values, we start to diminish ourselves and we feel guilty and shameful that we're not living up to our values, even though we've compromised those values for what we thought was a higher value, which is we're going to keep this marriage intact. We're going to keep it work working. And we might even feel shameful about it. Uh, I just interviewed Professor Everett Worthington for my podcast, and he points out that the common definition of shame versus guilt now is that when we feel guilty, it's because we've done something that we don't feel good about. When we feel shameful, it's because we feel we are someone that we don't feel good about. And um, I think it's possible that if we have guilt again and again and again, it's that, it's that we might even feel shame and experience shame. And here's the other thing is that many toxic spouses will exploit our guilt and our shame and, and in, increase it uh, and expand on it and embellish it and manipulate us through it. And so the ability to forgive ourselves for having that guilt and that shame is vital. It's vital. All right, now let's go to the secondary, or maybe it's primary cause, which is children. So you, you have a relationship with this person and in many ways you accept it as being normal, maybe because it reminds you of the relationship that your parents had, or maybe you were treated like that by your parents, but in some way it's familiar. So even though this is not the juicy, vivacious, uh, falling in love experience that you had initially, it's still evolved into something that's familiar. And so even though you're not feeling so good about yourself on the inside, you, it, it's a not feeling good that you know. And very often we go through life holding on to the not feeling good that we know rather than the, you know, reaching out for the feeling good that we don't know because we might not get it. It might be worse than how we feel now. What we feel now is comfortable, it's familiar, it's what we know. And then what happens is we have children and these beautiful, innocent creatures emerge into our lives and we start to see the impact of the toxic spouse on them. And that's usually why people come to me uh, to, to get help is because at that point, they're like, oh my God, I can't allow this to happen to my child. I can't allow them to be so angry. I can't allow my child to be impacted by their alcoholism or drug addiction. I can't allow my child to become so depressed or to be victimized by this person anymore. And suddenly we find that we can't allow this to happen. What we've been allowing to happen to ourselves because it's familiar, we can't allow to have happen to somebody who's innocent and that we love and we care for, and we decide to step out. And then we feel what? We feel guilty that we saddled these kids with a parent who is toxic in this way. And of course, it's completely irrational. I mean, if you think about it, it makes no sense. We couldn't, I couldn't have had the child without the toxic partner. And I love the child and I wouldn't trade these children in for any other children. Therefore, it must be great that I was married to that toxic partner rationally. 
irrationally, the unconscious mind says, how could you do that to those children? How could you saddle them with this person for life? Similarly, um, there may be impact on other family members, our parents, our siblings. And I'm sure that you can think of other situations where you might feel guilt or shame around having a toxic spouse. And I'd love you to share that with me. Uh, this is on Facebook right now. Share it in Facebook or it's going to be uh, on the podcast and the video blog. Love to hear your comments about this. All right, so now you know how we got there. And let's talk about why it's so important. Because as long as we have that guilt and that shame, we have a lever for the toxic spouse to play, a button for them to push. And we can't really be healed whole and complete as long as we're walking around with that. So here's the thing is that we can have negative emotion and that's okay, but when it's ongoing and continuous, it's going to negatively impact our experience. And so the trick is that we want to move from that to a state where we feel more complete, where we feel more authentic, more full, more of who we are. And releasing that is what's really important. So that's where the self-forgiveness comes in. And self-forgiveness isn't something that we just feel. It isn't something that just happens. It actually starts with a decision. We make a decision that we're going to heal this, that we're not gonna have this experience anymore, that we're going to start to move into, back into that person, that bigger person who's comfortable with themselves, who's, who sees the bigger picture, who isn't limited by the guilt and the shame. So it starts with a decision. I'd love to tell you, you just make a decision, decision and wham, it's wonderful, but it's not so simple. And there's uh, actually, I will share with you a link. Actually, just go to Professor Everett Worthington's website and he's got a whole two hour self-forgiveness DIY book that'll take you through the motions of self-forgiveness. But at its heart, we make the decision and then we, we start to identify all the things that are not in alignment with that decision. Every time that guilt or that shame comes up, we identify it and make a decision that we're gonna release it. And maybe we go to a therapist with it, or maybe we journal about it, or maybe we pray about it, you know, whatever vehicles work for us. But we, we empty that out and we, in the forgiveness process, prepare to release it so that we can continue to move into an experience where we're more emotionally available for ourselves and for our children. And in so doing, the toxic parent starts to lose their influence on that part of ourselves. In so doing, we become stronger. In so doing, we become better able to maintain our boundaries with them. In so doing, we become more of an example for our children. And in so doing, we move towards making safety for our children and having a relationship that feels safer, is more defended in some ways, but safer with that other parent. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Again, check out Everett's website, Everett Worthington, Professor Everett Worthington. I don't know the site off the top of my head, but if you Google Everett Worthington and Forgiveness, you'll come up with it. He's got a million great workbooks and I'll put the link in for the podcast and the video blog. 
And I look forward to hearing from you. If you need to speak with me, as always, we, you can have a free 30-minute call by going to bit.ly forward slash end the fight, all one word, E-N-D-T-H-E-F-I-G-H-T. Or reach out to me at, on my email, rich at richinrelationship.com. That's rich at R-I-C-H-I-N-R-E-L-A-T-I-O-N-S-H-I-P.com. And thank you. Thank you.